Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. And you know, uh, we had a lot of, if you, if you read through the reviews, there's sort of like a, a time period where people are writing poop and butt, and then that kind of goes away. <laughs> so let's, br- yes. let's bring that back. It's episode 48 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it's podcaster, best-selling author, writer, blogger, Jimmy Moore of LiveInLaVitaLowCarb.com is on the show. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with our friend and loyal listener, Amanda. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? <laughs> I'm good, except for that. That was weird. <laughs> okay, I don't, know how to, I don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to say it. Oh, well, all right then. I'm holding a bear penis. <laughs> In my hand, I have a I'm ha- I have a bear penis in my hand. <laughs> All right, so moving on. Um, <laughs> I feel like if ever there was a statement that required explanation a and more context, okay. explanation, it's that. And and the bear penis came from our good friend a bear from the <laughs> yeah came from my good friend John uh, who was blessed with a bear penis. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, dipping with Toby. If you remember from the last episode, um, it came from Toby. Pause. Happy one year anniversary, Simply Human podcast. Wow, September twenty first was te- was officially the first day that we launched ep- the the worst episode in the history, worse than the diabetes podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> For those, uh, we will. Scroll through the rankings, and there's one show that's like in the, uh, like in the, it's like ranked consistently like in the top 75, and it doesn't even have a logo. And the name of the show is Diabetes, and they did one episode like two years ago. <laughs> or, or, or like, like six oh, years diabetes. ago. Diabetes. Yeah. Why are you ranked higher than us? <laughs> so, uh, episode one was just about as good as di- the Diabetes ep- it's one just episode. Mark in like a, a, a public bathroom, like, shouting, it's all <laughs> echoey, like. Hey everybody, this is Mark Rogers uh, coming to you from the men's room of a truck stop. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other joke. I uh, <laughs> Millhouse, you sound like Millhouse from The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I think back, and I haven't re-listened to any of those, but like, I don't recall the first episode, like me being struck with like how terrible it was. I remember it being like. Oh, okay. Oh, well, like me being hooked in. You can't. I'm a, I'm a day one listener, Mark. Well, you are, and I'm. I, we're gonna get back to the bear penis. Um, oh, so no, of course. you you were on like of the first ten episodes. I think you were either Rick the, <laughs> Rick the caveman, or an interviewer, or a guest host on like the first five or six, and that then that was like okay, we just need to. And then from then on, you've been so for the better part of the entire year, you have been a part of this thing. So well, thank you I all of our can. listeners. Thank you for. Uh, co-hosting Rick and thank you uh, uh, anyone that's that's uh, been a part of this so okay so ha- happy one year and we didn't get Shaquille O'Neal we got Jimmy Moore which I think is the next best thing I think uh, the only thing he, uh, it's weird I got served with a uh, a a Restraining order for against Shaquille O'Neal in my house. Like a team of, of, of sheriff's deputies and, and lawyers came and served me. Stop calling Shaq. And I was like, no, no, no. It's cool. Yeah. Shaq, we're good. We're going to have him on the show. They're like, there is no show and there is no Shaq. Stop. So, sorry, everybody. Shaq was a big but conspiracy. We have someone that is probably far more entertaining. Which is Jimmy Moore, yeah. And uh, because of the intricacies of my like nonstop like eighty hour a week work schedule, I couldn't be in on the interview. However, I'm very much looking forward to it. Jimmy is a giant of the industry. I think that's well, 
not he, physically anymore, right? But uh, but uh, presence-wise, he's a giant of this industry. Yeah, so. he, he's done over a thousand. He's produced over a thousand podcasts. Well, and everybody knows who he is, dude. Yeah. And he has books, uh, cholesterol clarity. What's his newest book? Keto clarity, which is what yeah, we talk keto. about yeah, for right. most yeah, of the interview right. today. Uh, so you know, he's got podcasts. He's on everything. He's he's a he's a big timer. So. Okay, bear penis. Yeah, but, but yes, I'm sorry. I, I keep writing it down on my little pe- pad. Bear penis, I'm like <laughs> circling it, doodling around it. Okay. So like, yes, please get to so, it. So dipping with Toby from last week, you know, I, I mentioned in last week's episode that we were going to be hanging out uh, the, over the weekend. It's something called the Tournament of Champions. It's eight teams of two, and we compete in washers, ping pong, um, sporting clays, and then we did an obstacle course this year. That it, and these are just friends of yours, right? Yeah, that included like darts and and a uh, sinker washer, foot throw, football toss, baseball toss, egg catch, uh, BB Daisy BB gun, like shooting cans. Uh, How do you guys find time for this? You have three kids. I know, and I, I can't I even have, find time to go to the grocery store. Well, half the guys are <laughs> half the guys are married with kids, and half the guys are like single, just like, what's up? It doesn't matter when we do this. We could do this on Tuesday morning. It, so it's just, but it's very competitive. It's very elaborate. We, My, my uh, teammate and I came in third place this year. And I, we rent a big, humongous... Third place is the second loser. I know. We were happy. We were happy with third because the, anyway, it's a long story, but we were very happy with third. Um, so it's we rent out like a huge hunting lodge in, in uh, at a lake in Texas. Good uh, Lord. Yeah, it's just huge deal. And, but I, I wanted to sleep outside in my tent, so I took my tent. Of course, yeah, you did. As a simple human, I and I set up my tent, and every night. Hey, by I the way, go, when you said this, did everyone like roll their eyes like, oh, oh yeah, that's, because so everyone knows. Yes, hey, we have a lot of loyal listeners. That right there, that is classic, Mark. Yeah, and everyone is like set up to do, and Mark's like. I think I'm gonna sleep outside. Everyone's like, God. Yeah, I'm like making my my butter coffee in the morning. You, you and slept on, uh, when you were a freshman in the freshman dorms in college. You slept on the floor. Right. Everybody's like, God, what a weirdo. Yes. So like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is classic. Mark. So so I've established that, uh, and so I, I don't really fear the the. Uh, Oh, what's the word? The abuse. The eye rolling. I'm gonna take. Yeah. So so anyway, I knew that setting up the tent was going to sort of uh, encourage. People messing with me and my tent. <laughs> you think? So the second, the first, the first night, and, and it was way down this this long hill, down by the lake, on this little, you know, like behind the tree, so they couldn't hit me with golf balls, which they were trying to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I had it all set up, like far enough away that I didn't think these idiots would even want to like come down. It would be too far of a walk. Well, like the second night. And the first night, I hear like three of them. They, they've come, one is a former Navy SEAL come, coming down. Their plan was to like undo my rain fly and un, unhook me from the ground and like drag me into the lake. <laughs> <laughs> but they it, it ended up uh, they ended up aborting mission. The second night, I crawl in and I'm like getting my pillow. I got my sleeping bag and everything, and, and I'm I feel like a plastic bag, uh, like near my pillow, like filled with something weird. And long story short, I turned my light on, and it is a bear penis and testicles <laughs> that someone had like thrown into my bed. Thankfully, they put it in a Ziploc bag. But here's the, the here's, uh, yeah. Hang on. So they went into the woods and found a no, bear no, no, no. And so his penis and testicles. Toby, you, like what, buy them on the internet. No, or? Toby was just out hunting bears, and so he had it from this bear hunt he was on because he's always on these elaborate. Uh, hunting trips. Oh, yeah. So, but but here's the deal, and here's the interesting thing that I think this is That's like, very good, by the way, that they, he was like, I'm going to keep this bare penis well, and testicles to prank Mark Rogers but with. here's But here's the interesting thing, and I think this is National Geographic worthy. The inside of a bare penis is an, is an ivory bone. Did you know that? Well, Mark, I'm an expert on uh, all kinds of species... <laughs> Penises. Penis. So, yes. If you carve away the the skin, it is a it is a it is an ivory bone, and in some cultures, like that, is a very uh, you know valuable piece of <laughs> of decoration or or like necklace jewelry kind of thing. So, so I'm have, assuming you have like this bare penis bone right. that you're just dragging around everywhere. Right. Now. It's it's about like making six, people touch and like yeah. Oh, that you, was a bare you know penis. What this is? No, I don't. This is beautiful. Is this like an elephant tusk? <laughs> no. Uh, no. I'm glad you asked. It's the bone inside of a bear's penis. Yes, exactly. That's what it is. You rub it for good luck. I know. Right now, my wife doesn't know this, but it is sitting on the windowsill, like a. a, a of our kitchen and she oh my she 
hasn't she hasn't seen it. Well, I just put it up there. I was holding it a second ago. How did you find out there's a bone inside uh, of here? You by know, the way? were you like, oh, uh, terrific, a, a bear's penis? I'm no. gonna mess around with this for a while. <laughs> no, Toby knew, and he like cut it cut it all away for me and gave it to me as a as a gesture as a, as a goodwill gesture for throwing it in my tent. That Only was... you are hanging out with people who are like, hey. Check out this bear penis. Well, <laughs> Google it. It's <laughs> it's a, it's a... <laughs> mess around with it for a while and give you the bone inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, okay. Uh, I think that's all the time we have for crosstalk. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna use bear penis talk. Oh, oh. To our interview. I need to mention this. Okay, so we sent. I sent two T-shirts to Sweden, and I remember last show I mentioned that the guy was like, you know what? I'm just gonna pay for shipping. Yeah. Mart. Okay, Martin. Okay, I'm going to say his name because he deserves this. Martin in uh, Germany, who I split shipping with, and I would have just, if these guys had said, no, you're paying shipping, I'd have been like, okay, pretty cool to have a shirt in Germany or whatever. Yeah. He, I, I get this PayPal notification. He sent me the other half of the shipping and was like, it, I want to I match the guy in Sweden. Dude, and I wrote it back. I was like, dude, that was like the coolest thing of all time. I was like, you absolutely did not have to do that. So, very cool listeners out there. And I'm actually shipping another shirt to the UK. So now we're gonna have shirts in England. Dude, it really, seriously does blow my mind that there are people listening to the show. N- number one, and number two, people like outside of like our immediate sphere of influence, like people we know in the Texas right. area. It absolutely explodes my brain to know that there are people like in other countries. We love you guys. Thank you so much. This is like the coolest thing ever. We have now sent more shirts at- overseas than we have in seas, underseas. <laughs> I guess that's shoot them with a t-shirt cannon into a, a submarine. <laughs> yes, underseas. Okay, so let's get to the episode, the uh, interview with Jimmy Moore. Uh, you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. You can uh, check out the Facebook page, YouTube channel, the Simple Human Kids, Simple Human Moms page. I've been writing for everydaypaleo.com. Just uh, had had one on there that's getting uh, quite a bit of comments. Uh, Indeed. About uh, depriving your children. Uh, there are links or there are uh, coupon codes for the nutrients, multivitamin, and the skinny fat, which I just ordered some more because I ran out. I've been putting it in my coffee, and I love it. Um, so you can email the show at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. Also email Rick at simplehumanrick at gmail.com. So without further ado, let us get to Jimmy Moore. Where we talked to Jimmy about his new book, Keto Clarity, his old book, Cholesterol Clarity, funny subtitles, sugar burners versus fat burners, gluconeogenesis, how exercise affects your fuel partitioning, Taco Bell's fourth meal being hangry, school, <laughs> school lunches, low carb is not restrictive, and low carb on a budget. Here's Jimmy. Joining us today on the year anniversary of the Simply Human podcast it is friend of the show, and, and and I will say to you, friend, before I name your name, and everyone knows that it's Jimmy Moore. That the title of the show is Jimmy Moore, so I guess there's no there's no surprise there. We had been touting and hyping that we were going to have Shaquille O'Neal on this show. <laughs> I actually reached out uh, to Shaquille O'Neal's people, uh, but he never wrote me back. Shot down in a blaze of glory. So what better? Yeah, what better? Replacement for Shaquille O'Neal than Jimmy Moore. Y'all have so much in common. Uh, um, I'm yeah. kind of tall, but yeah. not seven foot. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are from the eastern part of the the country. You know, that's he's LSU. All we have LSU is on the eastern half. Yeah, that's that's about oh, it. Oh, and I, I can't shoot free throws either. So. Oh yeah, you, yeah. Y'all have the same free throw percentage, and you have O's in your last name. Actually, I think I'm probably a little bit better yeah. free throw shooter than him. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's not it's not Shaquille O'Neal. It is Jimmy Moore of Livin' La Vida Low Carb fame. Uh, th- uh, thousands and thousands of podcast episodes. Are, are you are you to a thousand yet? Um, well, on my <laughs> landmark show, the Livin' La Vida Low Carb show, it's like 860-something. Wow. Uh, but if you count in Ask the Low Carb Experts and Low Carb Conversations, yeah, I well passed 1,000 a, a year ago. Yeah. Um, uh, roommate of mine at Paleo FX. That was fun. Uh, the Very fun. And then, uh, and so here he is, Jimmy Moore. Uh, and, and we wanted to have you on to talk specifically about your new book, of which I have left an Amazon review. I have not read it. I bought the book. I have not read it yet. I, it's in my queue. Uh, Keto Clarity. Talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> why is it here and why do we care? So, uh, yeah, 
obviously, you know, my heart has been about ketogenic diets, uh, low carb, moderate protein, high fat as a means of shifting the body from being a sugar burner to a fat burner to get all these health benefits we talk about. In fact, we have one page in, in Keto Clarity, page 37. You can see all these kind of, if you don't have like these really bad diseases that we talk about in the back of the book, just these generalized health things that get better, page 37 is going to be your go-to. Definitely check that out. But yeah, I went to look for this very book, A Practical Way to Get into Ketosis. Nobody had ever written that. And I was shocked, Mark, because, you know, we've seen books out there talking about ketogenic diets for weight loss. We've seen ketogenic diets in the treatment of epilepsy and controlling seizures. But there really wasn't a book out there about, okay, if you want to try this, here's how you do it. And, oh, yeah, by the way, when you do do it, here's what you can expect to see happen to your health in good ways. Right. Um, and so I wrote the book. <laughs> awesome. So I know your your first book, Cholesterol Clarity, uh, was it was a big hit, and it's one that I recommend. I can't tell you how many times I've recommended it. People saying, you know, you know, when they ask me about cholesterol, and instead of me trying to explain it to them, I, I just say, here, read this book, and I'll give them a little piece of paper or email them or something. So, um, what, what's been the, I guess, the feedback sort of uh, after? What has it been? It's been more than a year since you've released it, right? Yeah, it actually came out August twenty seventh in okay. twenty thirteen. So, yeah, just over a year. Yeah, that that book. It really taught me a lot of things about the book writing world for a major publisher because <laughs> right. I had self-published a couple books before that. But self-publishing and publishing with the publisher are two different beasts entirely. Right. Well, speaking <laughs> so of that, I, uh, you you had a subtitle for Keto Clarity and they, they didn't like it. Is that? Yeah, yeah, it was funny. Cholesterol Clarity. Um, I had a guy at my church. I think I told this story last time I was on, but he came up with the subtitle for that one. He said, yeah, what the HDL is wrong with my numbers? I went, oh, that is genius. So brilliant. Yeah, right. So when it came time to doing Keto Clarity, I thought, well, you know what? We kind of set the bar high with what the HDL is wrong with my numbers. So I went back to that guy and he's like, I got nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was thinking around, I was like, I want to be whimsical. I want it to attract attention. And I want people to kind of know what the book's about. So I said, you know what? We're going to call it Nacho Mama's Low Carb Diet. <laughs> so like I nacho, went to my publisher and I said, Keto Clarity, Nacho Mama's Low Carb Diet. And, and the publisher uh, guy, the, the main guy at the publisher, he said, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, you think about it? He's like, yeah, I'll think about it. No. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so, it, you know, I, he was thinking, well, you know, we're going to insult mamas. And, yeah, and it's nachos. Kind of, and I'm like, thing. I'm trying to keep the same vibe as what's the, what the HD said, go back to the drawing board. So we did finally... Get a get a nice little title in there. Uh, <laughs> definitive guide to the benefits of a low carb high fat diet. Yeah, it's funny. You know, the, it's not as as whimsical, but it definitely describes it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, like the marketing stuff like that. Uh, and and speaking of low carb diets, my dad owned a bakery uh, when I was growing up for like twenty years. Yeah, and they it was it was called Kalachi Station. And initially, my dad's name is Urban, like Urban Meyer, the, the yeah. football coach. And they, football, it, it yeah. was going to be. Uh, Urban's buns, but they decided <laughs> kind of like one of those things. Like it wasn't a publisher; it was like everybody that he asked. They were like, uh, "No, uh, no, you're not going to. Do, you're not doing that." But it wouldn't. It would have been fun to, to be Urban's buns. So I would have loved to have seen that on a book title on Amazon. Nacho yeah. Mama's local. Yeah, that kidding. that would have been good. Um, we, we can call. We can think of it in in those terms. There we go. So Absolutely. when you see Keto Clarity, think Nacho Mama's. Nacho Mama. <laughs> so, so kind of take us through. I know cholesterol clarity. You had like I think twenty nine experts, doctors, yep. and all this kind of stuff. Was that the right number? Yeah, 29 ah, on cholesterol. Pretty good, 30, pretty good. Right. So take us through kind of the process. Who all did you talk to, kind of the behind the scenes uh, of writing this book? For, for keto, right? For keto, right. Yeah. So, yeah, the format was something I wanted to keep consistent. So anytime you read a Jimmy Moore Clarity book, hopefully you'll see this same format where we have moment of clarity quotes featuring all these experts. I mean, that's what I'm good at. That's what I have experience that I've interviewed over a thousand people on my podcast. And so why not tap into those resources as key, um, 
you know, investigations into these various topics. So for cholesterol, found 29 great ones. And so for keto, I had a lot of experience in it. And then my co-author, Dr. Eric Westman, uh, has done research, lots of research papers on this topic, as well as in clinical setting with patients. But I know everybody in this space. So I went out and I said, okay, um, let's go get Dominique Diagostino, a, a very um, well-known Florida researcher of ketogenic diets. And let's see what he thinks. And of course, how can you write a book about health and nutrition and not include people like Dr. William Davis, uh, uh, the wheat belly guy. Um, he's got a new book that's really fabulous, by the way. Um, what is it called? Wheat belly total health. So, uh, Got him, got a former nurse that worked for Dr. Atkins, uh, Jackie Eberstein. So she has a lot of personal experience with ketogenic diets and helping patients. Uh, Maria Emmerich, who uh, I actually just signed a contract with, she and I are going to collaborate on a ketogenic diet cookbook cool. for next year. So that'll be kind of the follow-up to Keto Clarity is some kind of a ketogenic cookbook. We don't know what we're going to call that. Uh, Nacho Mama's uh, low-carb recipe. So There it is. You're going to get it in there somehow. <laughs> like it's going to, you're going to publish a book with that subtitle. <laughs> I'll push it again. I'll probably get uh, punched in the nose again. Okay. So uh, Nora Gidgaldis, of course, how yeah. do you not talk about low-carb, high-fat diets? She's the queen of that. Um, then I threw in a few people like Ben Greenfield. Uh, who has tinkered with ketogenic diets and exercise. John Kiefer, who's a huge proponent of ketogenic diets. I think you saw him at Paleo FX yep, yep. when he was pushing the cherry turnovers on the days that you want to spike your insulin. But in the in-between time, he's a very prolific uh, uh, advocate for ketogenic diets. I mean, I could go on and on. Dr. Mary Newport has actually used this with her husband to help him with his Alzheimer's disease. Of course, Dr. David Perlmutter from Grain Brain fame, and uh, he's a big proponent of ketosis. Uh, I found this lady named Stephanie Person. She does these videos on YouTube, hilarious uh, in her pr presentation, and she's self-taught because her mom had a terminal brain tumor, was given six months to live. She put her mom on a ketogenic diet, and that was 2007. The mom is still alive today. Wow. Cool. Thanks to that. So Dr. Ron Rosedale, I mean, on and on and on. We had just so many great people involved. Uh, Dr. Terry Walls, just really yeah. honored that uh, – all I do is ask. Right. <laughs> they yeah. say yes. The worst, yeah, worst that can happen is someone says no, but most most of the time people like you will say yes. The first time I uh, reached out to you, you like wrote me right back. It was really awesome. So Well, and the cool thing about this community is everybody appreciates the work others are doing and they're all about trying to pay it forward to others. Right. You know, and I've cultivated relationships with with these people on my podcast. So, you know, when I give them an opportunity to raise their profile even more, they're like, absolutely. Right. So, you know, to break it down sort of to the layman, so to speak, a ketone, when people are like, okay, what the heck is a ketone? Is it yeah. my understanding it is a sort of a water-soluble molecule that your body can transport around the body and use kind of like it does glucose. It uses it for energy, right. except it doesn't have any response. Your pancreas doesn't have to respond in any way by secreting insulin to deal with these molecules. Is that right? See, you're a lot more complex than I would even be explaining it. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> this is simply human. Yeah, I know. you got to bring it down a little more. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a ketone is basically a byproduct of fat burning. So you might be like, well, what does that mean, fat burning? So most people walking around, Mark, are sugar burners. They're out there. They're eating carbs. And they're eating even eating protein that is turning to sugar in the body. And so they're primarily uh, fueling their body with glucose, which is sugar. So how do you shift from being a sugar burner to a fat and ketone burner? Well, you got to cut off the sources of sugar. So the obvious one is don't eat sugar. <laughs> right. Uh, but also really anything that would turn to sugar in the body in terms of carb, which is basically any carbohydrate has that ability to turn to sugar in the body. Right. Yes, even your heralded orange and apples and bananas that you think are healthy, those are probably some of the worst culprits because they very quickly – um, raise the sugar in your blood. So you got to bring those down to your personal tolerance level. And that's going to vary from person to person. Right. I've done this so long. I used to weigh 400 plus pounds. I know I can't eat a lot of carbs. I'm right at about 30 grams total carbs a day and that's it. Right. Or I 
can't control my my sugar. Yeah. So that's one. And then the one that shocks people and the one that has been most gratifying, Mark, to hear back from people about is I had no idea excess protein was a problem. Right. So they heard like the Atkins diet is a low carb, high protein diet. So they start eating, uh, you know, broccoli and chicken breasts. Well, chicken breast is low carb, but it is not ketogenic friendly right. because of this long G word. This is the only kind of fancy schmancy word I'm going to throw at you. It's gluconeogenesis. Right. And all that means it's a new way to make glucose in the body. Yeah. What it is, is the protein in excess gets converted by the liver into sugar in the body. So if you're trying to raise fat, uh, make fat be in the you know fat burner and raise ketones in the blood, consuming too much protein is going to be a problem. So bringing down that protein to a moderate level. And here's a trick. If you're very sensitive to carbs, you're also going to be very sensitive to proteins. So you need to bring that down. And then the last element is you got to bring the fat up. I mean, I was eating maybe 55% of my calories as fat before I started uh, when I was just low carb. High fat by every definition, Mark, but not high enough. Right. When I brought it up to around 80, even as much as 85% of my diet, which is shocking to a lot of people, I'm still trying to get on the Dr. Oz show, meet the man who eats 80% of his diet as fat. Right. You know, wouldn't that be a great show? Yeah. And like, he's not like, we don't have to roll him in on a crane. He's a, you know, he's just like a normal person. <laughs> exactly. And he's full of energy yeah. and can spontaneously intermittent fast and not even think about it. I mean, there's so many facets to doing this. And once you make that shift from sugar burner to fat burnering, and keep in mind, you're burning both all the time, right. both fat and sugar. What we're talking about is the preponderance of the fuel source. So if you're eating Twinkies, Ding Dongs, Coca-Cola, the preponderance of your um, fueling your body is going to be sugar. But if you're eating steak and butter and eggs and cheese and cream in your diet, guess what? You're probably going to be mostly a fat burner. And when you make that switch, your brain health improves, your mood improves. You have so many side effects to your health. It's, it's not even funny. Page 37 will be the go-to place when you get my book because it has all of them listed right there. Cool. Now, in, in all of your interviews that you did for this book, I know you talked to a lot of guys that are, are big, you know, what I'll call quote unquote exercisers. So how does like, you know, how is exercise or, or how does is gluconeogenesis, for instance, affected by exercise? You know, can you uh, if you're if you're depleting your glycogen stores with right. like high intense resistance training, can you handle more protein or is that is that dependent on something else? I, I think so. And and I think exercise mitigates the effects of both carbohydrate and protein. So not just um, enabling your body to get into gluconeogenesis and using that excess for the purposes of what you would be doing in exercise, but also if you're consuming carbohydrate, it might allow you to get away with a few more. So I've found that when I do exercise, those days, especially like a weightlifting exercise, those days I can probably get away with about 20 grams more protein on those days because my body's using the glucose that's being produced by that excess uh, protein while still keeping me in right. ketosis because right. my body's using that fuel. Cool. Yeah. So definitely like, like movement, exercise can definitely affect. I love like your N equals one kind of deal. I'm the same way. Uh, and the only way to do that, there's no like guide out there that says, all right, if you exercise for, right. you know, re perceived rate of exertion eight for 20 minutes, then you can eat this amount. I mean, everybody's different. So the best thing to do um, test. is test and just know sort of what, uh, you know, how, how your body responds to things. Uh, you know, it, breakfast, most important meal of the day. Obviously, everyone knows that. I haven't eaten breakfast before. I, I haven't eaten breakfast before about 1230 uh, in the afternoon uh, in about f four years. Yeah. Um, and so like, but and I'm and hey, I'm healthy. 
Whoa, that's weird. So let's talk about like when people say, when, like I tell people, you know, all I have for, for, you know, quote, breakfast a lot is just like a really high quality coffee with some butter or some, some uh, coconut oil or MCT oil in it. And that's all I eat all day. People kind of like shake their head like, mm, that's not good. That's not healthy. You need breakfast. What's like, what's your I, elevator speech to that? I totally agree with them that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. But here's the trick. It doesn't have to be in the morning. Right, right. Yeah, because break, breakfast is breaking the fast. Breaking right. the fast. And so, yeah, we've kind of gotten ourselves pigeonholed in our culture that we have breakfast, lunch, snack, you know, in between dinner, snack, and then a midnight snack even. What was it? Uh, Taco Bell. Oh, the fourth the meal. The fourth meal. That drives me like, nuts. You know, yeah. the reason we have to have all those grazing times is we're friggin' starved of, I would argue, fat, real whole food sources of saturated and monounsaturated fats primarily are so devoid in our diet. You know, people like to say, well, high fat diets are unhealthy. I'm like, I agree. A high vegetable oil, high trans fat, high crappy man made oil fats, those are horrendous right. on health. But that's not what we're talking about with a high fat diet. High fat diet I'm talking about is saturated fats, the things like butter, coconut oil, full-fat meats and cheeses, cream, and then the monounsaturated fats, things like olive oil and avocados and avocado oil. Those kinds of things are going to nourish your body so much, and yet people kind of freak out. But you're right. You you do the bulletproof coffee. I, I can't do bulletproof coffee, and I, I told Dave Asprey to his face, this stuff gross to me, <laughs> only because I don't like coffee. Right, that's I'm just, just a personal not a preference. coffee fan. So yeah. I'd rather just eat the butter straight up, you know, like a candy bar or something, <laughs> like a little steak, like a tiny little knife and fork. Actually, and you might have seen me do that yeah. at Paleo yeah. FX. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think one morning. Yeah, I think I think uh, we we sat down to a hearty breakfast of butter. <laughs> just on a plate <laughs> Break, breakfast of champions yeah so but so like what you're like what the book says keto clarity what ketones do if you wake up and let's say you don't eat breakfast yeah. how, how how in the world can you can you make it to lunch or can you make it to even dinner uh and and have energy it's 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 not it's that's that just can't happen you know what's interesting is people don't under, understand the physiology of this. When you're a sugar burner, do you know how many calories worth of energy that you have stored up in your body before you have to refuel? Oh, what is it like? Uh, a 2,000. Couple, couple hundred, yeah, a couple hundred grams of carbs or something. That's right. Yeah, it's, so it's yeah. 2,000 total calories worth of energy. So guess what happens when you switch your body, like we talked about earlier, over from being a sugar burner to a fat burner, where fat and ketones are your primary fuel source? Do you know how many calories you have at your disposal oh. disposal before you have to refuel? Isn't it something like 50,000 It's 40-plus thousand. Yeah. If you've got a little more adipose tissue on you, it probably is closer to 50,000. But humongous difference. What is that? 20 times more fuel at your at your ready which, which it's no wonder why people on a ketogenic diet don't get hungry they're not ravenous they don't get that hangry feeling where they hangry. have to go eat something <laughs> i used to be that way yeah. my wife christine will tell you mark you know back in 99 i did a no fat diet Ooh. so i was basically eating no fat hardly at all miserable naturally fat free marshmallows and <laughs> you know all these things that were low fat um and i was hangry all the time yeah. starving um, and, and then the mood difference night and day between that and ketosis, um, you know, I, people underestimate the role fat plays in like mental health. You know, I have all these people go, doing crazy stuff all around the country and around the world right now. And I'm wondering, I wonder if their brains are fat deprived. Huh. Please eat a stick of butter. Seriously. Yeah, that's a great point. And because, you know, like uh, Dr. Perlmutter talks about in Grain Brain, uh, you know, there's a, it's twofold, not getting the stuff that your brain needs and then feeding it stuff that makes basically makes it degenerate. Poison. Yeah, yeah. It is, is, man, it's like a twofold, just double-edged sword that we're just, we're, we're attacking our brains, our collective brains with. And it's um, promoted as healthy. That's the biggest travesty. Eat uh, vegetable oils instead of butter. Do healthy whole grains, you know, instead of red meat. Come on, people. That's yeah. what is killing us. What do you think, like, it'll take to, to make that change? 
I mean, we've I got think, we got the Time magazine, the, the yeah. butter thing. We've got all these people doing all this stuff, and I still, you know, the majority of people that I come in contact with still kind of shake their head when you tell them that cholesterol doesn't matter. Right. I, I think the work that people like you and me are doing is going to have that impact slow but sure. You know, when I first started podcasting way back in 2006, there was nobody. Right, right. <laughs> nobody else in the podcasting space um, uh, doing this. Now, if you look at the top of the charts of iTunes Health Podcast, it's dominated by these kind of shows because people really are starving. Now, is it going to immediately change policy? I don't think so. I think we're probably another decade or two from that kind of change happening. But are real people's lives being changed every single day? You know, thanks to books like Wheat Belly and Grain Brain and Practical Paleo and the Paleo Solution and hopefully Cholesterol and Keto Clarity. You know, I, I, I would hope so. And, and these books are doing very well as well. So I don't see how the information can get out there and then they pass it along to their friends and family, especially when they start seeing results start to happen. I don't see how there's anything but a critical mass that's coming. Right. Yeah, I, I can only hope. And, uh, you know, like, uh, I mentioned this on, on, the sh- on my show uh, last week as I've, I've gone up to my daughter's uh, elementary school a couple of times already this year and, uh, you know, eating lunch with her. And I'm just... I'm, I'm more heartbroken than anything looking around and seeing what all these little developing brains and bodies are being fed. Uh, and and but the, you know, what's the answer? How do you feed that many kids? It's just it, yeah. you know, the whole system is, is just the That's a whole other show topic. School lunch thing. We could go an hour and a half on yeah. that one, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll have you back on and we'll just do like a school lunch thing and then everyone will share that episode. And then some sort of legislature in some state will make some big change and then we'll be the head of some well, big political action committee and then we'll actually make some change. What's really cool, just to give a, a quick little tangent about this, and we talk about this quite often on my Friday podcast, Low Carb Conversations, but we, you know, a lot of the school districts are starting to reject some of these changes that have been put into place and well-meaning changes. I'm not trying to dismiss, you know, the changes that, that the first lady has tried to implement. Unfortunately, I think the execution of it has been, you know, it's our way or the highway right. and, and not giving the students really any input. I think if you get the students involved, have them actually grow the organic vegetables right, right there on the campus, maybe raise chickens and have them produce eggs. Man, what an opportunity. And those kinds of things are happening in some school districts that are like, you know what, federal government, uh, screw you. We're yeah. going to do things the way we know to do it. Right, right, cool. Yeah, that's definitely, uh, maybe like in uh, 10 or 12 weeks, we can do like a school lunch uh just a topic show or something, but um, I, I get a lot of questions too when I tell people, okay, cut out grains and sugars, yeah, and just and let's start there. Cut out grain sugars and, and processed foods, you know, the vegetable oil stuff like that. And then people are like, well, what about like rice? What about potatoes? Uh, you know, uh, can what I eat that stuff? Juice, yeah, yeah, right, all right. That's so a big one. And I know, I know you have something on your website. I'll link to it about safe starches. So can you just sort of tell, like, if somebody asks you? Can I eat white rice? Can I have sweet potatoes? Like, what, what is your answer to that? I would say go down to your local pharmacy, grab yourself a blood sugar monitor. It's called a glucometer, and anybody can get one. It's a lot of people, they kind of weirded out by that, Mark. They think, well, I don't have diabetes, so I don't need to test my blood sugar. <laughs> like, everybody in the world should know where their blood sugar is. Right. And yeah. so... If you want to know how any food, white rice, uh, you know, white potatoes, whatever, how it's going to impact you, the only way you can know is to test. Right. So what you'll do is test before you eat whatever food and then eat the food. 30 minutes later, test your blood sugar. One hour later, test your blood sugar. 90 minutes later, test your blood sugar. And 120, test your blood sugar. At the end of one hour, it should not have gone over 140. Right. It, it just can't go above that or you're super duper sensitive to whatever it is you just ate. Right. Yeah. And then the other thing is within two hours, it needs to be back at baseline. So if your fasting number was 86, it should be within like three or four points of that 86 but within the two hours. If it did not come back down, guess what? That's not a safe starch for you. Right. And it also will depend, like, let's say you do that. And I know it used to be a, a kind of a big hassle to get those things. And I hate uh, plugging Walmart. 
But man, I love Walmart. They, rely yeah, on yeah, them. yeah, and it's it's like you can get strips. Uh, 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 oh, what's the thing called? The hit the picture finger. Um, oh yeah, the Lancet. Lancet, and and the glucometer for like twenty five bucks. Everything. I mean, it's like yeah, it's really it's cheap. yeah, it's really great, and they're reliable. You know, I've got my more expensive one, and I've I've yeah. done them both, and it's the same. And so so there's really they've kind of made it where this rely on brand has made it where there's no excuse if right. you if you really care and if you really want to know and and also let's say you are curious about you know sweet potatoes with butter you know and you might test on a day that you know you haven't done any sort of uh, movement at all so to speak of and it's it goes up real high and then you're like well I'm sensitive to it but if you try that like on a day that you know, you've just worked out or done some heavy lifting or something, it's then it won't affect you. So just learning, right. knowing that kind of stuff, I think it's just, is really big. So I, I'm going to link to that safe starches. I think it's, uh, is there any, is there any such thing as safe starches on your website? Um, yeah, we actually had a, a nice conversation about it at the Ancestral Health Symposium 2011. If you could look up that video, you can actually see a, oh, cool. a nice little debate between people that think it's safe and who don't think it's safe. So uh, yeah, a lot of great information, and I'm all about people finding what works for them, Mark. I mean, if you can incorporate those starches into your diet, I know the Whole30 recently added back in uh, white potatoes to their plan. That's great. If if white potatoes fits within your health plan, uh, go for it. I'm really happy you're able to eat that again. Jimmy Moore will never be able to eat that again. Right, right. <laughs> and I just know that about myself because I've done this so much. Right, and uh, before I, I can't believe we're already like out of time. These thirty-minute uh, episodes just go so fast. But, um, you know what? Uh, well, let's see. What was I going to ask you? You said, uh, "Hold on, I can edit this." But um, <laughs> we were talking about. You said there's not one size fits all. If sweet potato, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what is your response to like when people say, "Well, that's too, uh, that's that's a deprivation diet, and it's too restrictive." Uh, like, what is your response to that? Um, it's nonsense because they haven't tried it. Um, I eat more luxuriously now, um, eating probably less total, you know, volume of food and spending less money on food than I ever have. That shocks people because they're like, oh, you talk about grass-fed beef and talk about eggs, organic vegetables, blah, blah, blah. It's very expensive, very elitist diet. And I'm <laughs> going, um, you know, I get a dozen eggs from a local farmer for two bucks a dozen. Right. They're cheap. I right. mean, I get five dozen at a time when I order from it, and they're the brightest, oh, orangest things you can see. Yeah. You know, my, my most expensive things, probably my butter. Yeah, oh, it costs yeah. me upwards to like $3.50 a stick for yep. the butter, but it's grass-fed butter, high quality. Yep. Uh, but I can consume that kind of food, feel extremely satisfied by it, not feel deprived. I mean, who in their right mind could have a steak with butter oozing on top, oh. or better yet, Bernays sauce mm. on top? We have a Bernays sauce uh, recipe in Keto Clarity. Now you're talking. On top of that and then have some vegetables on the side. I really love raw spinach with like avocado oil or macadamia nut oil, um, you know, and, and just get creative like that. Yeah. How can you say that is not luxurious and not fulfilling? Um, and then I'm able to consume a meal like that that's very high in fat, moderated in protein, low in carbohydrate. And guess what, Mark? Spontaneously, I go, hmm, I'm not really hungry. Supper time, uh, the supper time. Right. You know, going back to the times again. Next morning, hmm, it's breakfast time, but I'm still not hungry. Yeah. And then yeah. about noon the next day, oh, okay, I guess I could eat. Yeah. You know, it's not that ravenous. I've got to eat now, or I will bite your head off. Right. And it's really, it's really like what I tell people: think about when you're ready to eat. Are you about to eat because it's your watch says it's noon? Right. Or that it's the football game's on and you always eat during a football game? Or are you eating because you're hungry? And I think that's God, such a huge difference uh, that people And it's just... even sadder than that. Think about how people eat breakfast and they go, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to have for lunch right. while they're eating friggin' breakfast. Right. Then, it, then at lunch, they're finishing up their sandwich with their they're heart healthy, you know, whole grain chips, right? You know, and then they're like, oh, I guess I'm gonna think about this for dinner. And it's like, there's always this obsession about food. Yeah, I don't ever think about food except, guess what? 
when I'm eating food, that's it. <laughs> right. That's the only time I'm obsessing about food. Well, I obsess about bacon whenever, but you know, <laughs> that, that's a given. You don't obsess about food when you're completely satisfied, and when you don't have hunger, Mark. To me, that is the sign of a great functioning metabolism. Right. Yes, and it's it's freeing. It's very uh, liberating to not be sort of like controlled by when's my next meal? What's what am I going to eat in two hours? What you right. know? It's just and and then, oh, I can only eat half of that hamburger. Uh, you know, I can only eat you know portions of of my meals. Too many calories. Yeah, it's just oh, it's crazy. Okay. I'm going to get, uh, I want you to get real specific on this next question because like sure. most people I'll say like, you know, what's one thing you enjoy about life or something you do to make life more enjoyable. And people will say like, rightly so like their family or da, 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 da. But like, okay, for instance, right now I'm kind of on like a dark, like a, like a 90% to a hundred percent dark chocolate deal where yeah. that's kind of like after dinner, that's, you know, a very specific thing that I'm doing right now that I'm, I, I kind of enjoy. It's not like, you know, the, the, like the uh, Bible class answer, you know, Jesus, uh, like my kids. It so, sounds like a squirrel, but I'm going to go with Jesus. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what, like, what is something you're doing right now specifically that you just are getting a kick out of? I, I'm going to challenge you, by the way, before I get to that. Okay. With your 90% dark chocolate, uh-huh. grab a little bit of grass-fed butter Ooh. and eat it with its salted Eat it with it. Like melt it, it on is top going, of it or something? No, no, no. I'm just saying, so like spread it on top like you would, like you used to oh, bread. yeah, 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 yeah. And then eat it with it. It's going to be even that much more luxurious, oh. and you're getting lots of great healthy saturated yeah, fats cool. in there as and well. And just a side note on that, like I don't eat dark chocolate unless the, there's more fiber than sugar. <laughs> and so that, because I know from testing that if it has more fiber in it, uh, then yeah. I don't I don't have a blood sugar spike that's good that so anyway okay i do about 87 and that's about as high as i can get before that bitter coffee yeah see i'll do 100 sometimes i can't handle that because i hate coffee yeah (laughs) if i liked coffee maybe it would be so bad but uh so i'm sorry what was the question okay it's just something right now that you're doing specifically that you're getting a kick out of that you're enjoying about you know this you know time period of your life yeah i mean It's one of those things that when you write a book and you expect people to be changed by it um, and impacted by it, I think what's been unexpected is how huge this this Keto Clarity has been. We're already in our fourth printing. The book's been out just barely over a month, um, blowing away what Cholesterol Clarity did. And I, I didn't see that coming. I mean, not that kind of response to a book that it was so funny because the publisher was like, that's a niche subject. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they had me do cholesterol first because they're like, well, keto is kind of a niche niche subject. Let's get you out there with a more popularized topic like cholesterol. So I did, and I'm very glad I did because cholesterol needed to be addressed if you're going to talk high-fat diets, right. clog your arteries, give you heart disease. Okay, I'm glad we got that one out the way. Right. But this was my baby. This was the one I had passion about, and it let me – know that when you're passionate about a specific topic, um, people are going to sense that. They're going to see that, and they're going to respond to that. And man, oh, man, this this thing has just blown me away. It's been the number one nutritional health book in Australia wow. since it's come out. It has not come off of number one at all. Um, in uh, Canada and, and America, it's done very well on Amazon charts. I mean, it's just, it's blown me away. And then all the people that have written to me, I mean, I already, I think on the last podcast told you I get five or 600 emails a day, yeah. um, or, or at that time, four or 500 lately, it's been like eight or 900. I, I'm barely being able to keep up with, I yeah. got to hire somebody to answer some emails or something, but well, I would never do that. By the way, I, yeah. I relish in answering uh, people that write to me because if they're taking time out of their schedule to personally write to me, the least I can do is write them personally yeah, back. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that that's a good answer. So I'm glad the book's doing well. Obviously, we'll link to everything in the show notes. Uh, and, and just obviously proud to know you, proud of what you're doing, and you know, so thankful that you're out there doing what you're doing. So Jimmy Moore, check him out, buy all the books, and uh, and and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Jimmy. Obviously, we'll have links to all this stuff in the show notes. Uh, I Right when I hit stop, when I recorded that interview, 
I checked my email and I had an email from a guy asking me about his cholesterol numbers. So I was like, read cholesterol clarity. So, um, I, I just, I can't recommend that book enough to really sort of understand. Well, there's a, cholesterol numbers are maligned and misunderstood and stuff like that. And that's why I, I appreciate Jimmy so much is because, you know, it, there's a lot of misinformation about there out there about cholesterol numbers. Just yeah. general, oh, the higher the, the higher it is, the worse it is, or you know, just garbage like that. So right. thank you very much for your work, Jimmy, to cool. help us understand our health. Yes. Um, so now it is time for the humans being human, and you know, anytime we're like, well, we don't have anybody scheduled this week, we're like, well, let's call Amanda. Because <laughs> <laughs> we talked we talked about this <clears throat> off the air with her when we were done. Like, I feel like Amanda has. Number one, a disproportionate amount of funny things happening to her, but also she's a funny person. You can tell the way she tells stories. So she sees the funny things when other people may not see them. But this one, this story, this is an obvious, hilarious thing. So she's she's a rock star as far as Simply Humans concerned. And as the show title suggests, this story is about a terrible tattoo. Hello? I am recording. Okay. That's how Mark starts every conversation with everyone he knows. Is just I'm recording, just in case they say something funny, he can steal it and use it for the show. That's exactly right. Um, for okay. his own protection, not mine. Yes, exactly. Uh, just make sure that the, in case the NSA is listening, everyone is aware that I'm recording. Um, okay, so Rick, which which should we which should we go first? The female body part one or the the guy that peed on the boss. There's so many. Hard for me to turn down a story about a female body part. <laughs> Let's do that one. Let's do that one, and if we have time, then we'll go into... Well, we, we won't have time, though. We'll, we'll, okay. No, we'll, yeah, female body part story. Let's do that. <laughs> okay, the tattoo one? Or the... That, or both. <laughs> if there's more than one right, female well, body part story... I feel I'll like the... the I, I feel like the first California prospector who struck gold in the 1800s with you, like, <laughs> oh, there's gold in them there, hills. Like, we can continue to mine you. Because the hardest part of our show, by far, is finding enough humans being human. I cannot believe we are continuing to do this because it, people just eventually run out of stories or we run out of people to tell them. But, like, uh, you're a continuous re- uh, renewable natural resource. You're like solar power. I, I can tell you from the limited experience that I have that there should never be a time that you run out of people being ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, true. True that. Okay. Or pooping their pants. Whatever. Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> I'm not. Don't worry, I'm not taking it away. That okay. can be your thing. You Thank can you. keep the pooping the pants. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you and I, I appreciate your gesture. In in, in anytime, return, anytime. in return, I will now poop my pants. <laughs> I know what that that straining yeah. voice sounds like, and he really is probably pooping. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not there, so poop it up. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's do this. That's All right. Um, so I will I will start with the story about a dear dear friend of mine who made an unfortunate tattoo choice mm-hmm. in her youth. Okay. And so she. Um, does not uh, appreciate a, a full bush, I guess, she shaves. <laughs> okay. Uh, and is very adamant about it, very vocal about the fact that everybody should. But anyway, um, so I think at 19 decided it would be a good idea to get a tattoo of Tweety Bird pushing a lawnmower on her lady part. Oh, <laughs> is that is that like a thing in the tattoo world, the Tweety Bird and lawnmower, or is that like a completely original? I idea? wish, uh, I I wish that she really had a good explanation for exactly how that came to fruition. But why why like, Tweety Bird? Why, why not like that? why not like I, Bart Simpson or uh, you know <laughs> something else? Like why Tweety Bird? Does she have a Tweety Bird thing? No, because no, I feel like, that's like she does, hey, she does now. All, she does have all, a Tweety Bird thing now. Yeah. Sorry, I feel like that's how all good bad tattoo stories start. Is like, so uh, you see this Tweety Bird? I want you to put this on, and then it doesn't matter where you put it. It's just it's bad idea. Yeah. Unless you're the creator of Tweety Bird, <laughs> that guy can get Tweety Bird tattooed on himself. Right. No one else can. Or your like nickname right, was exactly. Tweety Bird growing up, or something. Even that would be sketchy. Who's Nick? Yeah, Bird? Uh, 
there, there's no good explanation for the Tweety Bird with the lawnmower. So how many years ago was this? And now, what, what, is, what is the status now? Well, uh, so the story takes us to the removal process of the Tweety Bird. Okay. <laughs> of course. Of course. So, of course there's a chapter two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she gets this tattoo. She has it for many years. And I don't learn about it, actually, until we had been friends for quite a few years before I even learned that she had it. Because, you know, strangely, you might think that just randomly I would see something like that. But, no, I had not. Hmm. Um, or that she would randomly tell her, everyone she knows, like, hey, by the way, I've got the worst tattoo you've yeah. ever thought of in your whole life. Let's go to the bathroom. No, by that time, she was she was kind of, she has very little shame, but she was a little ashamed of it by, by that time. Oh, I, yeah, that's uh, understandable. So I found out about it, and... I was like, no, you don't. And her commitment to the shaving had fallen off by that time. Okay. So the first time that I saw it, you could just see the top of the Tweety Bird's head. Oh, <laughs> like Tweety Bird was drowning. <laughs> the rest was covered. It looks like me mowing my lawn. It's so tall that, like, <laughs> you just see the <laughs> Jeez. So... She is going to get it removed. She is engaged to be married, and this particular fellow thinks it's a good idea if she gets this removed, which I didn't understand. I'm like, that is the coolest tattoo for a guy to be able to say, hey, my wife's going to have to be with a lawnmower on her lady bed. I would use that, that as story. Like the ultimate like argument stopper if my wife had one of those. Like We'd be arguing about something. I'd be like... You have Tweety Bird tattooed on your pubis. <laughs> argument over. And that would be the end of the argument. Yep. Every time. Uh, yeah. It's, well, it's useful in so many ways. So I was against the removal, but, you know, as a, a friend will do, she's getting it removed and she's going to the um, place to get it, the laser done to get it removed. And this is not a process that I'm familiar with. I don't have any tattoos. It's not something that, I had seen. I don't know if you guys have seen this happen or had any tattoos removed. But my my brother-in-law had one removed so he could go into the Navy, and he didn't end up going into the Navy. But they had to remove one that was like outside, like his, like his collar area, and uh, ah. it was. It did not look like that was a, 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 a comfortable procedure. No, no, absolutely not. It it is absolutely heinous. It looks heinous. Yeah. It apparently feels horrible um and she wanted me to go with her basically to hold her hand and be supportive while she's getting it done and die laughing and, at her yeah um yeah i am not a good friend let's just start right <laughs> not a good friend i'm a terrible person so, i'm a bad friend i bet you don't know that yellow is the hardest tattoo color to remove huh interesting i did not know that yeah. Yeah, so it takes more treatments to get rid of the yellow. I have to get my simply human yellow tattoo. I have to rethink the color scheme on that. All black. of my underwear yes. are yellow. Go with black. Go with black. Okay. So she she goes to get it removed. I go back into the room with her, and she's in what amounts to sort of like a dental chair. So you're basically like laid out, you know, in this chair. And... She only has to remove her clothing just enough for them to get to that area. <laughs> but Still some she, significant clothing right. removal, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I am, you know, just sort of going on about my business. We're chatting it up, whatever. And the technician that's actually going to be doing it, there's a doctor and a laser technician. So the laser technician is actually the one that's, that's doing the the prep work and getting everything all ready, and then the doctor just comes in basically and blasts the laser. He can only do so much at one time. So the tech comes in, and he is drop-dead gorgeous. Oh, wow. The, you know, <laughs> six, six two, dark hair, chiseled jaw, just beautiful. You just described me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to use that same joke, but I knew you were going to beat me to it. <laughs> And so, and he walks in, not knowing what he's gonna, you know, get himself into. And so she starts, you know, to remove the her clothing so that he can prepare that area for the the laser. And I just could not help myself. Oh and he's keeping it together. You know, he's being very professional. And so I want to see if I can crack him. 
<laughs> somewhere, somewhere in, on some podcast, this guy is telling the story uh, at the same time. Yeah, he's on the Simply Sasquatch podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Amanda gets that. Oh, go ahead. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so I, I just start making all sorts of comments about the tattoo and hey have you ever seen one of these and you know all just all of this horrible crude stuff and the guy's basically keeping it together and the doctor comes in and starts with the laser and it's horrible it opens the skin and it bleeds and then you have to wait for it to scab up and whatever so i'm appalled by this whole thing and instead of holding her hand and being supportive I'm looking at the doctor and saying things like, is this supposed to be that? That looks horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Two minutes into what is like a five, seven minute treatment, my friend just starts in with, you are the worst friend in the world. I'm never bringing you again. I'm like, well, duh. (laughs) She just grabs the laser and points it towards your face and starts shooting you in the face. Exactly. And so at that point, both the technician and the doctor just completely lose it because she's screaming at me about what a horrible thing. It's like she's ha- it's like she's going through labor or something, and you know it's very similar, uh, probably in the way she was sitting, even uh, and all that kind of stuff. No. Yeah, and my my only response is like, you knew me before we walked in here. I don't know why you would ask me to do. This. Uh, you knew I was a valid bad point. Valid point. Yeah. At least. Uh. Absolutely, absolutely. That is I wonder so if that's the, the moral of the story is no no tattoos on your lady bits of anything at lawnmower. I think I can I think I'm safe to say that I will never get a tattoo on my lady bits. And I have to call and cancel my appointment very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my it goodness. It seemed like a good idea, but maybe not. Yeah, I uh I have some tattoos, but they're not cartoon characters. Um <laughs> So I hopefully will never have to have them. Good removed. story. And it's yeah, and it's like every I can imagine like every <laughs> butterflies you have to turn. He has all the stars. Yeah, and, right. I I, I can just good, imagine good. every like tattoo removal doctors like main referrals are like the tattoo artists and they call up and they're like, hey, uh, doctor uh, doctor Johnson. You wouldn't uh, believe this. In well, five years, yeah. you'll see the most awful thing of all time history. Yeah, he's like, I just did another Tweety Bird tattoo on Lady Bits. And he's like, the, the doctor like schedules that in. Yeah, right. <laughs> this one's definitely I met a lady out. with the Ace Freely, like the eye tattoo at work the other night. Big surprise. I don't know of all the people I meet at work. But she had like the big eye, uh, the, the uh, star around her eye. Oh, like Ace, Ace Freely from Kiss. And yeah. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> That's awesome. I got to get the tattoo removal business. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Amanda, this was great. We are out of time. Uh, and uh, you, you're, like, like Rick said, we're just going to keep uh, mining you for humans <laughs> being human stories. So keep, keep them on the front of your mind, and we will talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Amanda, and if that friend of hers is listening, we uh, send our condolences. Thank you for your sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, we send, our, we send our condolences and hope that everything is okay down there and that you're <laughs> still married. Um, okay, so it is now time for the Simply Human Tip of the Week, something you can start doing today that will make you a more healthy human. And this week kind of goes along with, uh, one, an article that I read about nutrient timing this week and keto clarity and, and the whole idea of ketosis and it is and it's something we talked about with jimmy is that breakfast you know doesn't have to be at seven in the morning and and the thing that jimmy said was you know he has he eats breakfast every day just sometimes it's at six o'clock at night because because the definition of breakfast is breaking the fast so the tip of the week is going to be you know Try something new and skip breakfast, and and maybe just have. Well, and I think that goes in line with something. You have to listen to your body, and there are times where I wake up and I'm starving and I need to eat, and there are times I wake up and I'm just not hungry, and I think that's a very like, you know, simply human thing is to eat when you're hungry, not to eat when the clock tells you, or not to eat when society tells you. If that makes sense, like you don't have to eat at 7 a.m. and then at noon and then at 5 p.m. and that's that's it. You see, when you're hungry. Right, you know? and, and if you're not you know, what Jimmy calls a sugar burner, um, and you're not reliant on those highly processed carbohydrates, sugars, and grains, then you, you really can 
uh, you, you're not going to be sort of um, false, fake hungry all the time just because you're going to be burning, you're going to be tapping into your fat stores. Like what we said, you've got like 40,000 calories worth of energy. So, you know, unless you're like on a 70,000 in my case. Yeah. <laughs> no, Rick, shut up. Um, so, uh, so that's that's gonna be a short one. Uh, uh, <laughs> the tip of the week uh, is uh, is is skip breakfast and just see what happens. And you know, like a lot of times, people are like, "Well, I get real hungry." Well, just wait, like seriously, wait like three minutes, and the hunger will probably pass. Um, if, if fat having like pure fat, like coconut oil, butter does not uh, necessarily break your fast because your body really doesn't have to digest the fat. Uh, it, it just, like, that MC2L, just, like, basically, uh, there's some science behind it, but it uh, it basically just, like, goes straight to, to your brain for energy. It, it bypasses, like, your, your body doesn't have to secrete bile to digest it or anything, so your digestive system pretty much stays off. Um, ah, that's cool. So high fat, or all fat, not high fat, it has to be, like, pure fat, like oil or butter, um, can uh, it will, will keep will give you some energy and keep you um, out of that uh, non-fasted state or keep you in the fasted state. I guess would be an easier way to say that. Um, one thing I would like to mention: um, I've had some had some really good feedback on the Simply Human Reset. It's a 21 day uh, sort of path to a new path. I've got several people on it right now. Uh, basically, it's a uh, it, it's like 21 emails or they're uh, exclusive videos uh, along uh, with the emails. Uh, also working with Laura Cross at OurFullPlate.com, uh, and she is um, working up some some recipes that are going to be a, a part of this thing pretty soon. You get a t-shirt, uh, and we're working on some other stuff as well to go along with that. But uh, email me. I'm not ready to like put anything out on the website yet, uh, but if you're interested— What do they call this? Beta testing or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, like- and, and that's basically how I've gotten— uh, sort you know, quote unquote clients uh, at at this point is just friends, and then people that have talk, you know, heard those friends talk about how they liked it or whatever, and then uh, I just add your your name to this list, and you automatically get put on these emails. Um, and and we and we talk about the the four things: eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and in sort of resetting, you know, how you think about eating. Uh, your movement patterns, your sleep patterns, and then, you know, really focusing on uh, stress management, stuff like that. And it's really, you know, it's not designed to be something that you do six times a year. It's something that you're supposed to do once and then kind of get your head wrapped around how is this going to look, you know, on day 22 and beyond. And then like, you know, if you have a cookie on day 23, you don't have to start over. You don't have to like start a new streak on Monday. You just, you ate a cookie and it's no big deal. And, and, for, and pretty soon, once you reset your palate and you reset your circadian rhythms and you reset all this stuff, then you're, you're not even going to want the cookie. Um, the only, the only like reason you're going to want something like that, ice cream, a cookie, cake is because of, there's a psychological connection to that, not because your body wants it. So once you really kind of reset all that, and then you realize, kind of like what we said earlier, you eat when you're hungry, you, you never like eat cake and then like fulfill some, you know, physiological need. It's all psychological once you, you know, aren't a sugar burner anymore. As well, said, and so. the key is to break that psychological connection. Right. And that's so, something that's kind of a... You know the newer approach to this. Instead of like, don't eat the cake because you're you're strong and you have willpower. Right. It's more like, hey, there's a chain in your brain, and you have to like snap that chain, and then you'll be good. Right. Good to go. Okay. Well, uh, we need to wrap it up because I just read your text, and uh, so let's <laughs> <laughs> let's let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Simply Human podcast. Coming up next time, very excited. Uh, unless something falls through and we can't. Um, uh, we have a, a scheduling problem. John Wellborn, uh, nine, yes, finally, nine, yeah, nine-year awesome. nine-year veteran of the uh, uh, NFL and owner of CrossFit Football is going to be on the show. Um, we've had to reschedule a couple times, but I think we've we've got it nailed down this time. So John Wellborn is going to be on next show, and we've got some more uh, some more guests lined up uh, next month. So thanks for for letting us do this for a year. Uh, you know, in forty-eight we do four four months, so forty-eight uh, times up times out pretty good. So. Uh, this is this has uh, been a good uh, a good year for the Simply Human podcast. The only year, it's the best year of all time of the Simply Human podcast. So, uh, you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. All the stuff is there. Email me at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com or Rick simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. Please leave a review, good or bad. Uh, any publicity is good publicity. And as always, there are a lot of things you could be doing right now. 
Thank you for making us part of your day. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember, I turned my light on, and it is a bear penis and testicles. So until next time, enjoy yourself. <laughs>